This is the Christian Circle Podcast and you're listening to Pamela Fernandez where we have conversations about Christian living. Here's the show. Welcome to a new episode of the Christian Circle Podcast. Today we have one of our old guests who's back again with us. So, Patty, please tell us a little bit about yourself and your ministry even though you've been on this show before. Hi, thanks Pamela for having me me on again um, and this is beautiful that um, two Catholics can connect uh, across the miles all, all for the same reason is just to give glory to God and to grow closer to God our, ourselves and use whatever talents and gifts that he gives to us and for me um, I I am a mother of 10 children our youngest just finished his freshman year in college um, and I came I never I never was not spiritual I had been baptized Catholic hadn't practiced it very well for many years and didn't even think it was important, but grew, slowly grew in my faith and started to realize the truth, uh, learned to pray the rosary in my 30s, and since then, always try to pray it every day, um, and the Chaplet of Mercy, and um, so anyways, I got a degree in social work, but I had had a year of journalism, got a master's in public administration, I worked in those fields for a little while, and then um, fell back on my freelance writing, and just really felt that that's what God, God had been calling me to do. So um, I've written a dozen books and many articles, and um, especially with the National Catholic Register. Okay. So I saw the article that you wrote on um, 10 ways to stop judging other people, and I think um, we're guilty of this all the time. I mean, we consciously, subconsciously, we're, we're always making small judgments. So uh, before we go into why judging people is a sin, can you give us a few examples of how we judge people, especially in a negative manner? And I think on NCR you use Susan Boyle's example, but anything from every day that we use to judge people, an example? You know, I say, I said in the article that we just, we judge, like it's like our mind is on autopilot and we seem to judge automatically. If we see somebody who looks awkward or is dressed funny, or we're watching somebody on TV, we can say, you know, we don't like the way they act or foolish. And I did use the example of Susan Boyle because in 2019, she was on Britain's Got Talents and everybody thought, oh my goodness, she looked ridiculous. She didn't seem, she seemed a little slow-witted and everybody expected her to make a fool of herself. Instead, she blew everybody away when she sang, I dreamed a dream from Les Miserables. And everybody was wowed. And even one of the judges, Piers Morgan, said, well, you know, what a lesson for all of us. We expected you to be a laughingstock. Instead, you delivered a, perform a stunning performance. Amazing. So on one hand, we were all like, oh, my goodness, here we had judged her, and she is incredible. But did we really learn to stop judging people because what if she had not been able to sing well? Would we have all felt justified in judging and making fun of her? And it might be your neighbor, it might be uh, you know, somebody at your book study or at church. It's like our mind just automatically goes to judging people. And, and so the whole reason I wrote the article, and, and if I can mention my book, Holy Hacks, Everyday Ways to Live Your Faith and Get to Heaven, I have, I wrote extensively on ideas on how to stop judging, mm -hmm. how to forgive people, and how to gain in humility, mm -hmm. because those are the things that lead to sainthood. Those are the things that lead us to heaven. And so I think 
the, the first step is to stop judging people. Because <laughs> if, if we judge them, then we are tend to gossip about them. And, yeah. um, and we're hurting. The, the key is, I, I'm going to give you some big incentive to stop this, is that you hurt yourself more than you hurt them when you judge people. And what, how is that? Well, Jesus told us pretty clearly. <laughs> yes. That, and, and that's the thing is we forget this. Um, most of us are familiar with scripture where he did tell us mm -hmm. not to judge others, mm -hmm. but he went further than that. He said, the measure with which you measured will be measured back to you. This is in Matthew chapter 7, verse 1. I'm going to repeat that because it's like, you know, if you just sit and contemplate that, mm -hmm. you will never want to gossip. You will never want to judge anybody because whatever you do. When I was a kid, there was a saying. And I don't know if it's still out there. I don't know if you ever heard it, Pamela. But it was, if somebody was saying something to make fun of you or, you know, call you a name, you said, whatever, I'm rubber and you're glue. Whatever you say to me bounces off and sticks to you. <laughs> now, that was a little kid thing. But guess what? Jesus said it too. <laughs> Jesus said the measure with which you measure will be measured back to you. It really will bounce off for them and stick to you. So, um, and, you know, just to talk about some of the other scripture, he said in James chapter 4, verse mm -hmm. 11 to 12, do not speak evil against one another. The one who speaks against a brother or judges his brother speaks evil against the law and judges the law. And it says that who um, not to judge your neighbor, that it will come back to you. Jesus told us, whatever you do to your brother, that you do unto me. Mm -hmm. So, whatever bad thoughts you're thinking of somebody else, mm -hmm. you know, you're hurting Jesus first and foremost because he knows your thoughts. Yeah. And in Luke chapter 6, verse 37, judge not and you will not be judged. Mm -hmm. Condemn not and you will not be condemned. Forgive and you will be forgiven. So, um, getting back to the very first scripture that I measured, that I said, you know, what the measure with which you measure will be measured back to you. We get to control how we are treated mm -hmm. by God. Yeah. <laughs> like, that is an incredible deal he made with us. Mm -hmm. So, if we love, if we're kind and merciful, if we don't judge, God is going to treat us that way too. So, we get to control our destiny. Mm -hmm. And... If that's not incentive to stop judging other people, then I, I don't know what would be. Um, and so, and the next step is okay. How do you how do you break those habits, right? Yeah. yeah. How do you stop doing that? Well, the first step we just talked about when you realize mm -hmm. how you're hurting yourself by judging. That's step one, because you start to lose your incentive. Mm -hmm. And let's talk about the incentive because we need to take that away. Um, in order to stop doing it. Why do we judge people? Uh, why do we do it so naturally and easily? And I think we all know, if you sit down and think about it, we judge others to feel better about ourselves. So we can look at other people and feel we're superior, we're smarter, we do this or that better, we would never do anything so foolish, or whatever we're judging, everything under the sun. When we judge them negatively, it's because we think we're better than them. Why do we want to do that? Because there are some insecurities within us. I don't think there's anybody that doesn't have some. Well, you look at a Mother Teresa. She was so humble 
and so lowly, and yet she was so self-confident. Mm -hmm. She was not insecure um, because she knew pride is when you're so full of yourself, but you think it's all from you. Mm -hmm. Humility is when you celebrate your gifts that God has given you, and you know they're all from God. Mm -hmm. So a humble person isn't beating themselves up saying, oh, I'm nothing. A humble person can say, I'm everything based on what God has given me. God is everything. Mm -hmm. And so whatever I am is only a reflection on what he has given me. And then Mother Teresa used to say, when you know who you are, nothing can touch you. Mm -hmm. Criticism isn't going to hurt you, and neither are you going to be susceptible to pride because you know it's all God. Yeah. And it also brings you a self-confidence. I don't know if you remember, I forget the year, but Mother Teresa spoke at a prayer day breakfast. Uh, yeah, Clinton, President Clinton had invited her, mm -hmm. and um, Al Gore and his wife Tipper, Hillary were there, and she spoke, and she said, she stood up in front of all these people that were very pro-abortion politicians. Mm -hmm. They weren't the only ones there, okay. but the president and vice president surely were. And she said, um, you know, shame on you, America, if you can't defend the most defenseless, the babies in the womb. Now, I'm, these are my, in my own words, those mm -hmm. are not her exact words, but that's basically what she said. Mm -hmm. She got a standing ovation, except the Clintons and the Gores just sat there. They did mm -hmm. not stand up. Mm -hmm. Well, who has that kind of self-confidence to get invited by the President of the United States to speak? And mm -hmm. this is what you said, you were not afraid to speak the truth. Mm -hmm. So Mother, um, Mother Teresa was so confident, and yet she was so humble, and she is not the type of person that goes around judging people wasn't that type of person. And when you think about it, who do you want to be around? Mm -hmm. Do you want to be around a judgmental, gossipy person? No, because you feel vulnerable around them. You know that they, there's we all have something we can be judged on, many things we can be judged mm -hmm. on. So when you're around a critical person, you feel uncomfortable because you expect that there's going to be knives put in your back mm -hmm. or you're going to be talked about or criticized. You don't want to be around that person. And I will go a step further and I would say, you don't want to be that person. Mm -hmm. And when you judge others and you talk about it, that's gossiping. And then people know who you are, even though maybe you found a kindred spirit who's enjoying the judgment as much as you are. In reality, neither one of you trusts the other person yeah. because you know who they are. Mm -hmm. So one of the things I wrote um, for ideas to increase in humility because by increasing in humility you're decreasing in your judgmental mm -hmm. attitude mm -hmm. is you know make a little three by five card mm -hmm. and say um, however you treat others however I treat others is a reflection of who I am mm -hmm. and every it's going to help take away that temptation and another thing you can do once you take away that temptation once you make yourself aware of it you're going to notice yourself doing it. Mm. Like I said, it's like we're on autopilot. And why can I talk about this? Because I've been there. I understand. Like I'm, I can talk about myself, so I know <laughs> that this is how it works. Um, but I also, because of my Catholic faith, because of the Word of God, I know that I have to fight against that and try to be better and take away that temptation. And so when you find yourself in a situation 
where you're tempted. Like, say you're somewhere and there's a Susan Boyle in front of you ready to perform. Mm -hmm. And it appears that she's going to make a fool of herself. Mm -hmm. Instead of waiting for her to do that and laughing at her, whatever, whatever the situation is, pray for that person. Mm -hmm. If somebody is reading at church and they're stumbling on their words and they're doing a terrible job, don't criticize them. Yeah. Sit there and silently say a prayer for them. Yeah. Um, the people that you want to judge, we feel, I'll, I'll tell you a little secret about myself. I used to write for the National Enquirer. Mm -hmm. And that's a big gossip yeah. tabloid. <laughs> and there, that's a, um, that is a way that people enjoy making fun and they like people's downfall. They write about it and then everybody can read about it and enjoy it. Well, instead of, in, and we feel like, well, that doesn't count. Mm -hmm. I'm not judging them. I'm not gossiping them because I don't even know them. Like, they're just a Hollywood star. They're just a singer. They're just a famous person or a politician. Mm -hmm. um, they're still a child of God, like yeah. it or not. Yeah. And God loves them as much as he loves you. Remember that. Even if somebody has made you mad, you know, I, you can bring up people that work for Planned Parenthood and, it can make my skin crawl, mm -hmm. but then I have to say, wait a minute, I need to pray for that person. They are a child of God. And in reality, that person who's doing so much damage to the world, mm -hmm. they have more power to do good than mm -hmm. I do because if they were to convert and change their tune and go from pro-abortion to pro-life, mm -hmm. the world would stand up and take notice. Yeah. And so the people that we see as enemies mm -hmm. to to our country, to our faith, to the unborn, do we remember to pray for them or do we just judge them? Mm -hmm. And remember, we can judge their actions. I can say, of course, abortion is wrong. Yeah. I can judge that, but I shouldn't condemn um, the person as being inhuman or um, worthy of my scorn. Their actions might be worthy of my scorn, but they are worthy of my prayers. And so we have to start turning away, turning around the way we think if we want to stop these bad habits of judging people. So among all the things you listed, I think there's also one that you mentioned was that you see Christ in every single person you meet and then remind yourself of your own, of your own faults and, and, and flaws, right? And sometimes we fail to see the beam in our own eye, and we're always looking at looking for the speck in other people's eyes. Yes, thank you for bringing that one up. Is um, you know, I'm not asked, I'm not saying beat yourself up because that's not humble. Yeah. If you are saying, "Oh, I'm no good. Oh, I'm I'm not worthy," because you're trying to be more humble, you're, Jesus told us to love your brother as yourself. Mm -hmm. Well, that means you got to start by loving yourself, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> so. You don't want to make yourself more insecure and feel more worthless. Mm -hmm. You want to love yourself and then work on loving others. And by taking the beam out of your own eye, it doesn't mean you don't love yourself, but we all have areas of improvement. And if you're ready to criticize somebody, there's your beam right there. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you're criticizing people and you're ready to make fun of them or judge them less than you. Yeah. So. Just realize, wait a minute, um, how many things can somebody criticize me for? There is always going to be yeah. characteristics or things that we can judge one another on. We simply are not perfect. Yeah. That's just the way it is. So on the receiving end, um, 
you know, what do we do if we're the ones who are being judged unfairly? And, and that can make few people very, very angry because there's absolutely nothing that you can do. Like you can't control the other person. But what should we do if we're on the other end? I'm glad you asked that. Um, one thing, my husband and I pray every Friday, the litany of humility. Mm-hmm. If you look up this prayer, the litany of humility, one of the things is to um, die to yourself in a way that people's criticism, people's judgment of you, you take a step away from that. As you strengthen your relationship with God, you realize this world is fleeting Mm. and their judgment of you doesn't have to control you. Mm. Does it hurt? Probably most people. Some people don't care. Some people are very thick-skinned and they don't care. But for a lot of us, it does hurt. We don't want to be judged harshly. We don't want to be judged unfairly. But one very powerful that you thing that you can do, it's hard, but you can do it, and it's powerful. The hurt that they're causing you, you can offer up and give it back to them. Mm-hmm. And for a lot of people, that's a new thought. Wait a minute. Yeah. They are doing these horrible things to them, and I'm going to offer up my pain and suffering they're causing me and give it back to them? They don't deserve it. But remember, the measure with which you measure will be measured back to you. Mm-hmm. You can't give to somebody else without receiving. And I started doing that, and it, it, it accomplishes so many beautiful things. First, I have to stop myself from getting angry. And anger is very, very damaging. Yeah. I occasionally have interviewed exorcists, and two different exorcists I know specifically talked about experiences where they, they are trying to exercise a possessed person, and it's not just a one-and-done thing, so sometimes there's ongoing work, and they have come up against um, just just stalled, and like nothing seems to be working, and they will ask the person, have you forgiven this person that's done this to you, or have you forgiven the person that wounded you? And when there is unforgiveness in a person's heart, mm-hmm. they cannot get rid of the demon. Because it is the way the demon acts in our lives. By by us being angry, by us hanging on to unforgiveness, we give the devil power over us. Mm-hmm. When we let go of that, we usher in the graces that God has for us. Mm-hmm. So, if somebody is judging us um, and said something hurtful to us, we negate all that power from the devil and we fill it with divine power that also pours out on us. And I I have had some experiences recently. Mm-hmm. In, in one week, it happened twice, where somebody got me very upset, said some hurtful things. I was very upset. And I had to sit myself down and just kind of meditate on, okay, wait a minute. And these were family members, um, different, different relatives. And I thought about, okay, I, I love this person. I thought of good memories with that person. I thought that I want the good for them. And I decided, I said, okay, God, the hurt that they're causing me, I'm giving to you to give back to them. It's a, it's a sacrifice. We can offer up mm-hmm. our pain and suffering and our crosses. We give that back to God. We unite them with the cross of Jesus, yes, and he will take them and do good. But they're just, just like our prayers do. And in both these situations that just happened recently, Within a couple hours, those two people came to me and apologized. Mm-hmm. Um, and one is a relative that I don't see very often and lives far away. We just had a beautiful phone conversation, and I was able to share with him what I had done. Mm. 
how I had, he had apologized and I offered up. I told him that I offered up. I felt really bad and I was upset and I thought he really was just being irritable and mm-hmm. woken up on the wrong side of the bed and was yeah. grouchy and said some real snide, hurtful comments. And he said, I, you know, I think he thought it was being snarky, but really he was being hurtful. Um, and so I was able to share with him how I had handled it, mm-hmm. um, that I'd given it back to him as a gift and thought about loving him and I prayed for him. And what a beautiful phone conversation we had. Mm-hmm. And so that is one of the things we are going to be hurt by others. It, it might be way bigger. It might be a job. Yeah. Maybe, maybe we might even lose a job mm-hmm. or somebody did something to harm us in a big way, it doesn't mean you don't have to try to defend yourself or um, try to correct a wrong, Mm -hmm. but you can still love and forgive and pray for that person and offer up the pain Mm -hmm. for them. Yeah, it's like, yeah, offer up the pain, but no, do I have to give it to them? Um, I would highly recommend it because, because remember, the magic with which you measure is measuring, is coming back to you. Mm -hmm. So if it's hard for you to do it, what a great gift you had. You did it anyway. Mm-hmm. You willed to do it. Your will comes first. Your feelings maybe have to follow later. Mm-hmm. Um, but as hard as it was to do, the harder it is, the bigger the gift that you have given to them and is coming back to you. Also, now, I'm not saying, oh, everything's for you. You're just thinking about yourself. We have to think about them first. And remember, you have to love yourself. You're supposed to love yourself. So it's not selfish mm-hmm. to want good for yourself. Um, but in order to get that for yourself, you have to want it for the other person first. And mm-hmm. and really, that is all Jesus is asking us to do. This is a new idea to me. So what you're saying is basically not just that you love and pray for them, but how, how do I actually give it back to them? I mean, I don't understand that part. God does it for you. You okay. just have to will it and tell him. Okay. okay. So um, there's nothing physically we have to do. Mm-hmm. It's just like prayer is a mental exercise, Mm -hmm. so is offering something up and giving it to that person. Mm -hmm. I mean, not that you can't be kind. You can always, you can always show kindness and goodness. You know, sometimes people send a little card or a gift or do something kind for a person that's hurt them. Yeah, you can do all that stuff too. That is a way of giving back. But as far as offering up your pain Mm -hmm. that they caused you, you just have a little conversation with God about it and say, okay, you know how I feel. You know I'm hurt, Lord. You know my feelings. You know my anger. I don't want to be angry. I don't want to hurt you. Mm-hmm. I don't want to sin. Um, help me. Help me to be forgiving. And even if I don't feel it in my heart, I choose to forgive. And I'm giving you this pain, Lord. I'm giving it to you to give back to them. And th- and realize, if they are not being nice, if they've done something unkind, why wouldn't you pray for them? Because if your prayers are answered they're going to be sorry for what they did. They're not going to continue doing it. So in that respect, you have everything to gain and nothing to lose by praying. And, okay, I'm for a lot of families, it might be their parents or their children mm-hmm. that have hurt them. Mm-hmm. A lot of parents are grieving the fact that their children have left the Catholic faith. Mm-hmm. In some situations, I know of several very hurtful situations, and I've had conversations with friends in tears, mm-hmm. where a child has done something so hurtful, very callous, and I know it was the Holy Spirit um, that that all of a sudden gave me this insight. Mm-hmm. I said, do you realize? They already felt this way, but you didn't know it. Now you know it. Mm-hmm. So nothing has changed in that respect. But you now have a gift 
to give back to mm -hmm. that child that you love unconditionally, mm -hmm. the hurt that they've given to you, you can return as a gift of love. Mm -hmm. by, by offering that pain up in union with the cross of Christ, telling him, I give this back to my child, you have something now to give them simply because they hurt you. You don't want them to hurt you, but you you are neutralizing it. The devil wants you to be angry. Mm -hmm. The devil wants you to strike back. Mm -hmm. You have defeated him when you do the opposite. Mm -hmm. So think about that. Any kind of hurt, any kind of sin, um, somebody fell prey to the devil. They gave into temptation. They gave into anger, resentment, and they hurt you. That is the work of the devil. And so you don't want to keep his power going. Instead, you neutralize it by by forgiving and by praying that person and by praising God, um, you have totally defeated evil. And that is why exorcists say I, they can't do anything if there's unforgiveness in a person's heart. Then, then everything stops there. Everything just kind of becomes arrested. You can't, you can't move forward. And that's how we move forward in our own spiritual life is by forgiving. And, and I mean, it's all humility, judging, anger, Forgiveness, I mean, these are all some of the, they're all connected yeah. um, to one another. Sometimes one thing might happen separately from another, but sometimes it's like all one big thing. Mm -hmm. and, and so that is why, um, that's why I did a whole, I did a whole chapter on humility, mm -hmm. because it really is our starting point mm -hmm. to grow in holiness. There was, there's no saint in heaven that wasn't humble. And in the end, uh, I think it's good to remember that, um, especially during this time of social media where you're being judged constantly, that God's opinion is the only opinion that matters, right? Nobody else's opinion should matter as much as his does. Amen. Yes, 100%. And, and we do have to guard ourselves sometimes on social media mm -hmm. because it's become a sport. Yes. <laughs> you know, some of the memes are very funny. They're snarky. They're funny. And, and in, when you're frustrated... Um, over a situation, you know, especially politics these days when you're mm -hmm. frustrated, striking out with the me making fun of somebody is a way that makes you feel better and then everybody laughs and haha. Um, I would just uh, I would just suggest a little bit of caution there. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know, it's a fine line between laughing over a situation or striking back for you're striking uh, for good over evil. But be careful because the devil always gets into everything and he wants to use it for negative. Yeah. Speaking out against evil is good. Making fun and ridiculing a person mm -hmm. who is promoting an evil you are against, that's not good. So, mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's a fine line, you know, and I, I can't, sometimes it feels like it's in the gray area. So I would just caution people to say prayer and I suppose when in doubt, leave it out, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's a good one, yeah. And sometimes it takes a little bit of, uh, there's some stuff I thought is really funny, but then I go, oh, I'm not, you know what, I'm not going to do it. And you know what, you could go a step further. So say mm -hmm. there's a meme making fun of somebody in a very clever way, mm -hmm. but you're thinking, wait a minute, but this isn't Christian. Mm -hmm. If you choose not to use it, also say a prayer for that person mm -hmm. and offer up your sacrifice. Mm -hmm. You you had to sacrifice not to use that because you knew it would get some laughs. Mm -hmm. So you made a little bit of a sacrifice for that person. Um, and so do that too. And you just took a little step towards God and holiness, mm -hmm. uh, opened up the door to more graces for yourself. And you just prayed for that person. 
when you think about all the things you did by maybe not using a mean meme, praying for that person and offering it up, like what you did was huge. Yeah. It's not a little thing. Yeah. And when you think about the gain that you got, you got way more than is a, a greater value than a few laughs yeah. from posting something that was me. Especially when you think, oh, should I do this or should I not? It's probably the Holy Spirit telling you, you probably should not be doing this. I know. Like, I'm sure, Pamela, you've been in that situation where you're either speaking quickly or you're doing something and you have that moment. Yeah. Um, you have that moment where something is causing you pause, but sometimes your desire to do it is so strong, you just go, ah, you know, <laughs> you brush aside that little bit of concern that popped up. Um, but I... That, but then later, I think, you know, I think that was my garden angel or yeah. you know, telling me, don't do that. So we really should listen to that little voice. You know, back in, back in the day, there used to be cartoons where there would be the devil on one shoulder and the <laughs> yes. angel on the other shoulder. And they would be fighting and trying to convince the character to live. Both of them want the little character to listen to them. You know, that was a cartoon, but don't you think it's real? It's true, yeah. It <laughs> I mean, we, we've all had that experience where what we want to do and we, you know, there's like a little voice saying, yeah, you shouldn't do that. And that really is the angel on one shoulder and the devil on the other. <laughs> so if people want to read more about, um, you know, how they can not judge people and, you know, bring in more humility in their life, which in the end is still a gift from God, uh, a grace actually. What can they read to, to know more about this? What literature would you recommend? Well, definitely the Bible. And if you, <laughs> if you do an internet search, um, look for scripture passages on not judging. Mm -hmm. You could look for quotes. It's so easy to find things today. Quotes on um, not judging others. Mm -hmm. You can, um, the article that you noticed and contacted me today to talk about is 10 ways to stop judging other people. Yeah. Now, if you listen to this, you heard most of it, but that's an article that if you wanted to save and read over. And um, in my book, Holy Hacks, Everyday Ways to Live Your Faith and Get to Heaven, trust me, I'm not writing these books to get famous or to get rich <laughs> because that doesn't happen. Um, yes. but, but really, it's all about uh, me trying to listen to the Holy Spirit and going where I'm led. And this, it started, the Holy Hack started out as an article. It got a huge amount of attention. And the publisher came to me and asked me to do a book on this. And whenever you write, you can't help but grow deeper in your own faith. Yeah. Because you're challenging yourself. You're going deeper. You're, you're learning more and investigating. Um, and so I, I wrote extensively with ideas on how to do that. And, and read the saints. Some, there are so many books on the lives of the yeah. saints. Yeah. And on one hand, this was a revelation to me. So many of them were, you know, St. Rita. Um, St. Monica's mother-in-law was not very nice to her. Her husband mm. ran around on her. And she kept returning love. She kept giving them love until yeah. she converted. So many of the saints converted the people around them. Yeah. St. Martin de Porres. I love him. And um, he was so humble, and people came to love him. A lot of the saints that were humble and lowly that maybe were made fun of, over time, people fell in love with them, mm -hmm. and it was because of their humility. We love humble people, yeah. and yet everybody's being, you know, encouraged to be prideful. <laughs> but then one of the reasons 
a, a characteristic we don't like in other people is a prideful person. Yeah. But think about the world. Think about social media. Mm -hmm. We are all pushed to become prideful. Nobody is getting encouraged to be humble. Mm -hmm. And yet, who are the people we love? We love the humble people. <laughs> we don't like the prideful ones. And so read the lives of the saints and realize that it wasn't lack of self-esteem that sometimes they turned the other cheek. Mm -hmm. But it was for love of God and how much they accomplished and how many hearts they opened through that love that came from them. And I, so I always recommend the lives of the saints okay. for, for good examples. So for those who want to know more about your books, those who want to know more about your, uh, your writing, where can they find you online? You can find me at ncregister.com. Um, and my, I, I go by Patty McGuire Armstrong, M-A-G, U-I-R-E, um, and you can also get my Holy, Holy Hacks book at Ave Maria, is the publisher of that, um, Ave Maria Press, and it's been, I even had a cloister nun contact me and say she, it was her favorite book, <laughs> a cloister nun, um, so I thought, wow, that's pretty exciting, um, and so whenever, I, I often read books and do book reviews, and I always encourage people to go to the publisher. You can go to Amazon, and I'm not going to tell you you can't, but I um, like to see the publisher that published the book to um, be the one that you support because they're, they're trying to get good, good Catholic books out there. You know, most of us aren't doing this for any other reason that we're putting ourselves in God's hands yeah, yeah. and asking him to use us. And, you know, that's why when I used to write for the National Catholic Register, I wrote for a lot out of secular um, media. I, I wrote for Woman's World for 10 years, and I'm not criticizing that. That was um, very much, I guess I did in the beginning. Well, anyways, I, I realized that it's an opportunity to reach the secular world as a Catholic. And those opportunities are rare, mm -hmm. where we have a platform that's not religious, but we can bring our religion to the platform. And that's what I'm able to do with my TV talk show. And this is all about where God is leading me. I did not apply for this job. I was asked if I would do it. Same with my book, Hacks. I was asked to, to write this book. And so I, I ask God every day, what do you want me to do? And um, instead of it coming from me, I'm asking it to come from you. And then I kind of go where I feel led. It, it becomes clear when you do that, God will take you up on your offer. And so, um, yeah, yeah. He has a plan for all of us. He's more than happy to let us know what that plan is. We just need to ask. Any last thoughts that you have? No, I just want to thank you for what you're doing, Pamela, because here you are a doctor, and we don't, God doesn't always ask us to do just one thing. So I thank you so much. I, I enjoy being on your show, and you agreed to be on my show, and so <laughs> it's just a blessing for, uh, for to have this conversation with you. Thank you. So thank you so much, especially because it is... Um, July weekend and you're probably busy and, and you still agreed to come on so I'm so grateful and thank you for talking to us again Patty thank you so much you're welcome God bless you